Welcome to The Girls' Room. I'm your host, Marissa Quintalmo. The Girls' Room is a safe space where we talk about all things uncomfortable, challenging, and oftentimes gross that come along with womanhood. Tune in every week for a new glamorous episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Girls' Room. This week, we are doing a very important episode about voting, and I'm joined by Maddie and Sam from the Girl in the Gov podcast and platform. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and chat. I mean, we are so close to this election, so the timing is perfect because we have so much to talk about. Oh, so excited to have you guys on. So first of all, can you introduce yourselves? Okay, so I'm the blonde one. I'm Sam slash Sammy. So if you're ever looking, you're stalking us on social, you're like, wait, okay, like, so which one is which? I'm the blonde one. And I guess that makes me the brunette and I'm Maddie. <laughs> um, so yes, brunette, Maddie, blonde, Sam, and we are the co-hosts of Girl in the Gov, the podcast and the co-CEOs of Girl in the Gov. So talk to me about this platform and podcast. Like what made you guys start it? How's it going? Give me all the details. Yeah. So the concept is really rebranding politics and making it more accessible and easy to understand. So breaking those barriers of it being intimidating to get into the political space and making it last taboo to talk about politics, but also trying to provide an access point for millennials and Gen Z to learn about politics, learn all the terms, learn, you know, the answers to the questions that we all have and can't quite find an answer on Google too, or can, but it's like so convoluted and like not in lack of nuance, so it's not really helpful. So what we've done with the podcast is brought on expert guests, people in the political space from elected officials, heads of organizations, lobbyists, you know, everyone in between to really break down all these issues and topics and terms and provide a way to get to know them in for a fancy word, but the vernacular that we actually use. So you know, we do say like a lot, it's in our intro, it's kind of the point, but it's just us being us getting to know politics and hoping that we can bring some people along for the ride to get to know politics too. And of course, be able to be in a position therefore to take action and make change. So we've done that through the podcast, but we've also done that through what was the original sort of mission of Girl in the Gulf, which was events, but we're taking that to the consulting end. We're taking that to, you know, the social media newsletters of it all with a consulting newsletter and so much more. So it's been a journey. It's super, super fun, super rewarding. And just like every day is different because every day this political world is evolving at a rate in which it's crazy. You just, you can't even keep up, you know, I mean, you can, and you can keep up with like girl in the gov, and <laughs> keep all up that, with us. but it's yeah, exactly. We'll keep you informed. We'll keep you up to date, but it is definitely one of those yeah. things where you wake up any given day and you're like, so what are we going, what are we dealing with today? Yeah. What are those news notifications? But we help break it down. And we also have a top stories episode in addition to our interview episodes, which drops on Tuesdays. And on those episodes, we go through the top political stories, just keep an eye out on and, you know, keep in touch with throughout the week. So Tuesdays are top stories, getting that, you know, nitty gritty. What are those news notifications all about? And Wednesdays are, of course, our interview episodes where, like I said, we get like into the weeds, but in like the best way possible about all things, politics, topics, terms, and all of that stuff. Wow. Okay. I have to say that I absolutely love this platform. I love that you started this because like you said, there's a lot of questions that Google can't answer. And sometimes it feels a little bit embarrassing to ask because you feel like you almost like should just be boring knowing everything about politics. And it's a hard thing to really learn about. And like, where do you research? It's hard to ask questions to people because sometimes people will judge you. Like, it's difficult. So I think that it's really great that you started this platform and podcast because personally for myself, I had no idea 
no I did zilch none yeah. about politics and I didn't want to talk to my parents I was too embarrassed to ask any of my friends or professors or loved ones and it took me so long to finally vote because I just didn't know where to go I didn't know where to get mm-hmm. research or find access so I thank you guys for starting this platform I think it's truly amazing thank you yeah I think it's just so important and that's like a question we always get asked is like where should people start? And like, that's really the core of like, what we want to do is be that place where people can start their political learning. And yeah, I mean, it's so true. Like, I mean, you can Google these answers, but that's the other thing we talk about is like, um, if you Google, like, what does an attorney general do? Like, you can get the definition it's there but it doesn't make any sense and you also don't understand at all the actual impact of what that role does so like we had someone on our show who is an attorney general and explained how important this position is especially this year given all the craziness that's happening around reproductive rights and such so being able to like hear it from the mouths of the people who are doing the work and also having them being able to like break it down um, in very simple terms is so needed um, because again, it's really hard to find out where to start. And when you do try to start and you Google something, it doesn't make sense. And you're like, I give up already. So <laughs> exactly. It seems just like it's so hard to grasp when like you're looking at Google or these big giant dictionary definitions. So I think that's really cool that this is really accessible, really attainable. So as we know, election season's coming up, but can you break this down? What does this election mean? What is midterm elections? Yeah, midterm elections are super important, but often and historically very slept on by most people, honestly, not just our generation, but I would say for the most part, our generation definitely sleeps on it more than most people. Um, And basically how elections work is the best way to think about it is like, a midterm election is basically just like a presidential election without the actual president on the ticket. So everything else below it is pretty much the same for the most part. There's different rotating um, like uh, roles that kind of change out depending on what the terms are for that specific role. So for example, governor's four years, but then, you know, there's some um, races and roles that are two. And so obviously depending on that, that's why your ballot looks different on certain years. Um, But again, term elections, because the president's not on that ticket, a lot of people don't kind of notice it as much, don't focus it on on it as much and don't know as much about really everything below that presidential ticket. Um, So it's really important for people to turn out to vote for these elections because you're still voting for your mayors, your state reps, your governors, your Congress people, your senators. So almost everyone else and everything else and propositions and everything. So there's, is still on that ballot. And so it's still so important to turn out to vote just as it is for a presidential election. So we're just trying to hammer that home. And then obviously given this year, you know, we have a lot of issues on the ballot as well that people really need to turn out if they want to see change on. Um, And so that's why this election is specifically so impactful and should be paid paid attention to. But um, midterms on any year, presidential elections, any year, special elections should all be obviously paid attention to. And so um, we're just trying to chip away at making that easier for people. Totally. And that like elections, it's not just like a one time, once every four year habit, like mm-hmm. being civically engaged is an everyday lifestyle choice and moment. It's something that like every election you need to be engaged and you need to be participating and continually like figuring out how 
to take action with your electeds, with people that are campaigning. And it's, you know, it's not like a, okay, you know, I'm going to take this one off. Like it doesn't work that way because politics is a long game. And so this midterm election, like Maddie said, is super important, but they all are. Every election that you see, every time you have an opportunity to have your voice heard and to vote and to make change is so important. And we always talk about how like literally one friend group can change the course of an election, especially the local level. And we just talked to Congressman Swallow, who's a congressman from California, and he was talking about three congressional races that happened last election season for those particular races, and how like under 100 votes literally changed the course of those congressional seats. And that means like one was, I think, 10, one was 46, like especially like, 10. Like, are you kidding oh me? Gosh. That is literally the group chat. Then like 46. <laughs> OK, that's like, you know, a group of people at your wedding or whatever event, like your birthday party, whatever, you know, it's, it's an, it's a small enough amount of people that it's like, you know, your network, most people's network, you know, includes people of, you know, numbers of that scale. It's like, imagine engaging that amount of people and seeing what could happen. It's crazy. And with what's at stake this year, like literally that basically comes down to your group chat, choosing whether we're sending someone to DC who believes in reproductive rights. Like that's what that's what it can come down to. And so that's just hopefully like paints the picture of how important it is and how important your vote is, no matter where in the country you live. Because it's another thing we talk about with um, Congressman Swalwell is like in California, we have, you know, our rights protected at the moment. But if Republicans and anti-choice um, candidates end up winning and they win back the House and the Senate and potentially the presidency in 2024, there could be a federal ban on abortions. And no matter what state you live, it can be taken from you. So it's just really important. I know it's like like doomsday vibes, but unfortunately, like, it's kind of like the time we're living in at the moment. So it's just important for people to like really understand that threat because sometimes we're a little bit too reactive and not as proactive to some, some of these things. And so knowing that that's a potential future for us, I think is really important for people to um, just hammer into the brain. <laughs> And I just want to clarify, like one like little thing that I said, like in terms of politics, it's like a choice. It's like not a choice. Like most people, like your life depends on it. It's not a choice. You have to participate in it. It's more of like a choice of how much are you engaging? Are you choosing to turn a blind eye? Like that's your choice of like, I'm going to ignore the problems that impact me and a zillion other people and everyone's everyday and like ability to survive in this country. Or am I going to actively make things better? Am I going to have my voice and uplift other people's voices to bring them to the table and to bring them to, you know, the ballot box and to policy. So I just want to clarify like that statement a little bit in terms of what I was saying. I think you guys made like such valid and important points. Like, again, like I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. I think that this is just so important. Like I have chills, like hearing you guys talk about this, like, you can really hear the passion behind it. And I think that that is just so important to hear. So can you give us some tips for some first time voters? This might be some people's first time voting in an election. It could seem a little intimidating. I know for me, it was very intimidating for the first time. So do you have any tips about this? Definitely. There are, um, first of all, a lot of amazing resources out there. So we can send you some and hopefully you can, you know, put them in the yeah, subscription definitely. or whatever. Um, but I think like number one tip is to make a voting plan. Um, and a lot of the like logistical things are really important to be on top of. Um, and the other thing to note is that voting access is different per state. So 
what I get in California is not what you get in like Texas or wherever. It's very, very different voting access, which is important to note. So wherever you do get your information, like you will be getting it like by state. So there's not like a blanket statement of like, this is how you vote for us to give everyone at the moment, just because again, it's different per state, but um, making your voting plan looks different per state. Like for me, I, everyone in California gets sent a mail-in ballot and you just can fill it out, send it back. It's super easy. But like my friend who just voted in Atlanta and Georgia, she was like, the lines were so long. It made it so hard for me to vote. Like it's just different everywhere. So if you do have to say like, go turn out to vote, there's things like literally from like how long it will take you to get to your vote, like polling place, like all that stuff needs to be mapped out. And like those logistics need to be worked out um, so that you, you know, show up and you have checked your registration, you know, you're good to go voting wise. Um, you know where your polling place is you know maybe how long the wait time some some places also give you like wait times online um but again even this answer i feel like is overwhelming just because again there's no blanket statement there's no like one answer to how how to prepare yourself to vote but i would say voting plan and getting to know your ballot and again we can send you guys resources for like both of those so people can like find what works for them in their state and the thing that's the most cohesive for that is vote411.org. So that website is like the gift from God. I praise the League of Women Voters who put it together because it's amazing. But literally they have this tool where you can like, you pick your state and then all the classic like questions you might have about voting, like what are the hours of the, the polling location? Like what's on the ballot? What are, now of course I'm gonna forget every other question that I could even think of, but you can pair the state with that question and it'll pop out an answer. So it's like, first of all, it's like kind of fun to do. I was like, so curious. Like I was going through other states. I was like, oh, I'm curious what it's like in Mississippi, like Alabama, let's check it out. So anyways, you can get carried away like me or you could just pick your state, which is probably the simplest way to do it. But that tool is amazing. And it's really like comprehensive all in one place, very shareable. So I would say starting out, if you're looking to even create your voter plan, which should be like number one, go there first, because that's going to give you all the information you need and direct you into the right places to be able to create that voter plan and really feel prepared that day. The other thing I will say too is um, absentee voting, again, different per state, but if you have people listening who are in college and won't be home during this time um, to go physically vote in person, then again, depending on the state, you might be able to still request an absentee ballot. Um, some don't even provide them. So again, just go to that website and figure out like what's available to you. Um, the other thing, like as far as getting to know your ballot and like going to actually fill it out um, some places, and that's something my friend in Georgia said was like some places don't even let you like bring in your phone to um, look up like your ballot or like so if you need if somewhere if you live in a state where like you can't bring your phone in like maybe you bring you have to bring it like sheet of notes or like a cheat sheet or something because like I wouldn't I'm no politics very well I wouldn't be able to fill out my ballot without any like resource with me in hand so um again that's another thing I think that's important to know because I don't want anyone to like get into the voting booth and be like what the fuck I don't know what any of this means so and I think that's an overwhelming part of it, the process too yeah, I think that that's such a great piece of advice because personally, this is my first time voting in person. I've done absentee ballots all my other times. And I'm like really nervous about just getting in the booth and being like, I forget everything. I'm blanking. So I think yeah. that that's a really good idea to have like a no or like a little cheat sheet with you. That's such great advice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What are some ways to like research what you should look for in a candidate? Like I personally 
don't know of any resources where I would just go and look up all my candidates. So do you have any advice on that? So, okay, this is very issue-based and we actually did a video on this today, but it's one of our favorite resources and Vote Pro Choice has a pro-choice voter guide. And what's great about it, it's so comprehensive. It's not just like the congressional races. It's not just like the governor's races. It's the whole ballot. So down ballot, meaning everyone from the top of the ticket to the bottom, which I we don't love the concept of like down ballot because it makes certain roles seem less important and they're all very important in varying different ways. But regardless, this particular voting guide tells you, okay, which candidates are pro-choice, who is going to protect reproductive rights, abortion access, et cetera. So it shows endorsements, it shows other you know details and support about the candidate. So if that is an issue that is very important to you, it's like your number one thing, or maybe it's not number one, it's number two. It's still good to know where your candidates or where you know people running in your neck of the woods stand on these issues. Definitely check that out and you can go to their website, download one. It's specific to your area, your neck of the woods and whatnot. So I would say that's like the number one guide I would check out for me, like reproductive rights, abortion access is my number one voter issue. So hands down, I'm like, okay, sign me up, send that over. I'm checking that out ASAP, that situation. In terms of other guides, sometimes this is also a little dependent on where you live. So like, for example, New York City does a great job by sending out like a magazine style voter guide. It's like fun to flip through. You get to know like all the different candidates for regardless of party, the ballot initiatives. It's great. Another resource though is Ballotpedia. Um, and that website is like totally unbiased. And if you just want like kind of a run through of everything from candidates to propositions, it has it all on there. Um, but when you're on there, you can look at who endorses certain candidates and certain propositions, and that can help you kind of figure out where you might stand. Um, and, you know, say the Sierra club and vote pro-choice supports one candidate. (laughs) And those are two like climate and like you know, reproductive freedom are two issues you really care about, then you can probably feel comfortable knowing that like that candidate is, is the good way to go. Um, So that's like an example of what you can look for, because again, there's like issue specific voter guides, like the one we just mentioned, but Ballotpedia kind of has like everything. And it's again, not like super cute or like fun or whatever, but um, it's pretty straightforward and simplified and concise. And um, again, I think the best way to kind of break down where you stand on these things and like figure out which one, which candidate or which, um, what your vote should be basically, depending on your priorities, look for endorsements. I think that's a, a great tip um, and trick to figure out like who who's on your side. Okay. Really great advice. I have a question going off of this. So I've been seeing a lot of like political advertisements on my YouTube ads, on my Hulu ads, like Mm -hmm. everywhere I look and they're all very, I kind of want to say harsh. I kind of want to say extreme, but I don't know what to believe just watching these ads. So are they truthful? Do you think that that's a way to base your vote or how should you go about this? I don't think so. Yeah, like it, it depends on totally the race and the candidate, what their approach is. There are a lot of different approaches to advertising in general, but specifically political advertising. But I think like with any type of advertisement, right? Like you have to ask questions. Like at the end of the day, they're trying to sell a product. They want you to do something. There's an action they want you to take. So 
I would double check that. Like I would look at it as like, hmm, maybe it piques your interest. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it moves the needle in your head of, okay, this m- makes me ask some questions, but then you absolutely need to Google that candidate, check out their website and learn more and see who they're endorsed by as well. So I think it's like, it can get, like I said, it can pique your interest, but definitely do not go just by that ad be like, oh, well, that must be true. Yeah. Cause like, that's not like what you shouldn't like look there and be like, oh, like Gavin Newsom was just in that ad. Like I should vote for it. It's like, still do your research. Like it shouldn't be a political ad that makes you make your decision. Um, Cause a lot of like the stuff they put in there is usually lacking context. Um, Like it could be like true what they're saying, but without the context, it's like, it's just politics, you know, which is not always the nicest thing, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. As I've seen literally in all of my ads right now, like it used to be like for hairspray and like food and they're like, these ones are the most of the ones that I've been seeing are like anti the candidates and they are just like, whoa, they kind of pull shit out of their ass for these political ads. It's just like, insane. I definitely like wouldn't I wouldn't look to those at all. <laughs> Don't get us wrong. Every once in a while, like there's one that like absolutely is on the money, like not to say Eric Swallow again, but to say Eric Swallow again, he just released one that is related to abortion, reproductive rights and painted a very like visceral picture of like what would happen per, you know, certain legislation should the Republicans, you know, take the majority. And like, again, it's like, it's very much like a artistic interpretation of it, but it is pretty real. You know, and we talked to him about that. Like, what was the, you know, what's the audience? What's the intent? Like, how does that work? And I think, you know, it's supposed to get you out of your seat. It's supposed to do that, but it still should require you, even with that, even if it's effective and the messaging is right on it, you should still check out, okay, but like what candidates is that pushing across the finish line? And like, do I also agree with where that candidate's at on other things? Because here's the thing is like, and there's no perfect candidate out there for any race ever, but if they're like, there are definitely candidates out there that might be at least okay, like you're lined up on one issue and then they're so not on the same page as you for three others. And you look, and sometimes you have to make that decision. Where are you cutting your losses? But at least know, like having an awareness of what's there and what's not. Um, And to that point, I will say this about campaign websites is they will put like their priorities on there. Like maybe it's top four issues. And if there's one that's not on there, take note because everything is done purposely. And if there's an issue that's missing, there's either a group that they're, either they're not being transparent about it or there's a group they're trying not to piss off. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Which, which again could still mean that, you know, if they win and they go to office and they don't have climate change on their website, but like, they know that like the, you know, base they're trying to win votes from, like aren't huge on climate change. That's why they're doing it usually, but it's like when they get there, they could still vote for it, but that could also go like the opposite way where you know, someone can leave something out and, you know, intentionally do it so that they don't have to be held accountable when they get into office to do something about it. So, oh my gosh, I feel like this is like, I know it's a lot, Yeah, it's a lot, lot, but it's, it's important. And I think that it's really good to have a conversation like this, especially ahead of the elections, not like the day before. So at least people have a little bit of time to do their research and make sure to check out your website, all your podcast episodes, get all that stuff in. But yeah, it's a really important conversation to have, even if it does feel a little overwhelming at times. So take it in little bits if you need to. <laughs> no, totally. That's what like I've kind of changed my angle around when it gets to election time. Like it's 
I feel like we've always just tried to be like, we can make this easier. We can, and we can, like it could, it can be so much easier than it's made, like just politics, voting, et cetera. But when you really break it down, like it is work, it's going to take some time to like make that voting plan, get to know your ballot, do the research you need to do to be a good voter again, because it really matters and it's worth it. It's worth all of that. And it just, um, it's literally life or death in some situations. So you definitely want to make sure you are, you know, doing the work needed for that. And again, it's, it's one month, every couple of years, every year, every two years. So it's definitely worth doing that work for that short amount of time. And then politics becomes more manageable as far as like staying engaged after elections and it takes some work. So, um, but it's absolutely worth it. What are some ways to stay engaged and stay active, even if your candidate doesn't win post-election? Like what are some ways that you could still stay involved? Totally. So one of the main things that we like to do with our platform is make sure that there's action items. So that manifests its way in a few different mediums, but mostly on our Instagram, like we have a whole action items highlight where you can always find templates for reaching out to electeds on certain policy choices on certain bills that are up for you know discussion and whatnot. Also same with phone numbers, petitions, et cetera. And there's so much action that can happen in between elections. And even if it's the person you don't want, you're like, absolutely not. That gives you, that should give you even more reason to be keeping an eye on what's going on and to stay engaged and to go through with those action items and say, hmm, let me see what they're up to in terms of, you know, voting. Like, what are they voting on? What bills are they bringing to the table? And there's, depending on what segment of government they're in, there's a lot of different resources for keeping track of what's on the table. New York does a really good one. I have to give compliments. Their Senate, state Senate website is actually like cute. And you can sign up for alerts for information on certain bills and, you know, what a particular, you know, elected is up to. So there's that. I also, with that, for not just checking out action items that we have, is absolutely sign up for the newsletter of your elected officials. And those newsletters are such a sleeper. Oh my God. Like they have so much information, like what they're up to, what they're trying to promote, but like you would be shocked at how many resources are a in them that you would actually benefit from. Even if it's like from someone that, you know, you didn't elect and you're like, absolutely no, but like constituent services that are there, but also in addition, you see what they're promoting. You see what you can then call What bills are they saying? Oh, like, yeah, I'm trying to get this passed. And then you can pick up a phone and be like, absolutely not. And you can get your friends be like, let's dial and say, absolutely not. So I think it's really paying attention to what's going on in between those elections and then continuously, like essentially tapping them and being like, yes or no. Like you can still essentially vote on things, not at the ballot box. So I think that's very important to know. And the more noise you make, the more impact you make. Keep that in mind. There was also something else I was going to say along those lines. And now I am totally spacing. What on earth? Oh, but now I'm forgetting the website. So I'm really losing it. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. But there's, it happens. Oh, oh my God. Wait, guys, I got it. This, this is my last brain cell, by the way. It is, my brain cells have left the building <laughs> for the last like month. I don't know if they're returning, but regardless of that, commoncause.org, they have like a really easy tool for figuring out who all of your reps are and not just like, your senator, your congressperson. There's a lot of websites that do that, but this also gives you like your city council, county, like a lot of other reps too. And I always recommend adding those contacts to your phone. So like they're ready to go. Like you can always be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to call their office as a constituent and say, absolutely not to bill XYZ or ordinance, whatever. And it's already saved in your phone. So check out who your reps are, 
add those numbers to your phone, stay ready to call. I would also say to listen to our podcast and follow us because not even as a shameless plug, but more just like what we do try to do, especially like, you know, when it's not crazy election season, even though we still are doing it during election season. Um, our podcast is like 90 minutes of political learning a week. And I think that's a really like easy thing to incorporate into your schedule. And so like, again, we have our top stories episode that's usually around like 30 minutes and that's just running through the news. So you can kind of be updated on that. And then we have an, our other episode that's usually around like 40 minutes to an hour with an amazing guest who is an expert on a specific issue and a topic or a certain like civic process or whatever, so that you can continue your political learning because there's so much more outside of just like voting for candidates and watching what they do. Like there's so many other like civic processes that people need to know about certain organizations that are doing amazing work um, that need to be highlighted. And so um, we literally learn things every single week as well. I've like, oh, on our God. own show. Um, and so again, like 90 minutes, I think it's a great way to just like incorporate into your schedule so you can stay engaged. Again, we make it fun and it's not like you're watching CNN for 90 minutes. Like you're listening to two girls that probably like talk like you and have fun like you and um, just incorporating that political side as well so that you can stay in the know of what's going on. And then again, like on our social media, but also on our podcast, if specific news story drops, um, we will provide action items or give you kind of the direction to turn as far as who to email, um, what, you know, calling your senators on a certain issue or whatever, when it's like, when something drops, the news is going crazy. Like we give you um, a place to turn with that. And it's not just like, here's the news, go feel sad about it. Like we are definitely always ensuring to, to make sure that people have the proper like steps to not feel so helpless about the news and that they can actually do something about it. And a lot of these things are really easy to do and take, you know, like two minutes of your life to like, use an email template and send it to your senator or take 45 seconds it takes literally 45 seconds to like call your senator's office and be like I want them to support reproductive freedom is on everyone's minds reproductive freedom and codify abortion access like it, it does it, it is pretty short so again civic learning but also matched with action items when needed and so I think it's just a good resource to turn to during election season but also after because we we don't stop either. It's just nonstop with us. So hell yeah. Such great advice. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So you don't just have to give up when someone that you voted yes. for did not win. You have to keep fighting and there's ways to do that. And you guys provide that. So again, thank you for doing that. One just political lesson that I think is super important to know is like, if your candidate doesn't win, or if you live in a certain area where people vote a certain way, don't feel down. Don't get too upset use that however you feel about it obviously to like push forward and you know continue your passion on a certain issue but politics is the long game this election as much as we're like get out to vote it's really important we won't probably see like the fruits of that labor for a while because it does take time to pass legislation it does take time for um things to really happen and move um on a significant scale for people to actually feel like oh wow that worked so um just know that like politics isn't like a one vote oh my god everything's solved like it takes it takes years and that's why it's so important to like keep at it keep um, up with your civic engagement um, and civic activity I think that's so important to share do you want to ask you guys why are you voting in this election so many reasons 
okay, first of all, abortion access, reproductive rights, but then like you can't like all of it's so important because then democracy is literally on the ballot. If we don't elect secretaries of states that are going to certify valid elections, then we have a huge problem for 2024 and beyond that. So that's a huge motivator. Then, I mean, we're battling climate change like nobody's business and need legislation passed and funding passed on these issues constantly and more and more. And like that needs to happen. And then we need to like protect so many different things it's so hard to like boil it down to just one issue but like I would say if I'm gonna have to pick one like a favorite child situation even though like favoritism in this is just like the wrong word but for me it's like abortion rights reproductive rights for sure absolutely yeah I I can't ever choose I mean obviously like I think it's important to have your priority list because that's ultimately how you should vote is to like have these issues actually on a like list of priorities for you that way that helps you kind of like find which candidates to choose and um, how to vote but yeah I think this year definitely reproductive freedom is up there but then like climate change is always like has always been like my long-standing number one but obviously given what we're living through right now like abortion and reproductive freedom is 100% up there so I think those two things are really existential um, and it should be a huge motivator for people to get out to vote. And I will say like everything's interconnected. Like one of the issues we've been talking about recently and are trying to do more episodes about and we'll hopefully have some great guests coming into 2023 is education. And it's like, if you don't have a good base and you're not funding your public schools and you're not paying teachers enough and you're not providing paid like leave and all these other things, like it's all interconnected. Like you're not, you're failing from the get-go and you're band-aiding everything. So I think there's also that motivator too. It's like, let's get in there, let's vote and let's try and elect people that can fix it from the core not fix it at the band-aid stage. And so that's, that's a really big motivator. Yeah. Mm-hmm, oh my gosh. Totally. Thank you guys for everything that you do. This episode today, I think I've learned so much from the 30 minutes Good. that we've had together. Like <laughs> so incredible. I love your site. I love everything that you're doing. And thank you again for what you guys are doing day in and day out. So incredible. Thank you both for being here with me today. Such a good episode. I'm going to drop all the links, everything in the description. Make sure that you follow them on Instagram. Check out their website and get out all the links and everything. And seriously, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. And everybody, remember, get out to vote. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, text that group chat right now. Get everybody out there. (laughs) Send all the links to each other. Literally. And don't be afraid to text your friends about politics and about voting. Do it. Yeah. I think that that's also just like a really powerful piece of advice. Like you don't have to be afraid to talk about politics. It can be hard sometimes, but it's a really important thing to talk about. So start the conversation. Again, thank you both so much for coming on. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Girls Room. Don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review, and follow me on Instagram at thegirlsroom underscore pod. See you next week for an all new episode.